The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. <laughs> Morning, good morning. It's the 93.5 K-Day. Every Sunday morning, 6.30 to 7 a.m. Uh, it's the Tire Hoodie Show. Like I said, if you if you come in and you, you just miss a piece of this show or you, you get a piece of it and you got to get out early, all our shows, uh, this one, as well as past shows, is on tieandhoodieshow.com. All these shows are sponsored by ICCLending.com, where real estate and its business is done right. I'm your host, Trevon Smith, also known as Trey with my co-host, uh, president of ICCLending.com and author of Credit Repair Simplified, Mr. Andrew Josikova. How are you doing today? Uh, it's always beautiful to catch up with you, man, on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Uh, we always got great guests. or If we don't got great guests, we got great conversation. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we have both. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a free counseling session every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, it's a free counseling and session. And the, the energy's always good. I always feel good about what we've done, what we get done during the show. Yeah. So it's always it, a it, it, It's a privilege to do what we're doing. We, we don't take it for granted one bit. No, not at all. To be able to come out here and, and pour out, you know, uh, encouragement, yeah. you know, to, to ourselves, mm-hmm. to the people who are listening, you know, it, it helps us. We're getting help by giving, and that's the way I think you know it's best put it. You know, and, and, and it's the holiday season. A lot of people going through some good times, and a lot of people going through some not so good times. But hey, we're here as long as you're healthy, above ground. You got a chance to make a, a better decision than you made yesterday. That's all we ask for around here on the Ty and Eddie Show. Absolutely, and we're grateful. Yeah, we have a guest today. We have a guest today. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've talked to this brother a couple of times. Uh, uh, throughout, we'll talk about it through some business situations. I'm interested in hearing his story, uh, his testimony, his personal growth. I'm gonna go. It's the Don't Be Humble show, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh uh, man, my name is uh, Markel Carter. Uh, you know, I work in uh, sports marketing. Uh, you know, Columbia grad, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I like to start it off as man. much as possible. But yeah, I, pleasure I don't being. Know. I don't know if a lot of people understand what Columbia grad means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in Southern California, so yeah. it's not like USC or UCLA, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the East Coast grind, the, the Ivy League, you know? The Ivy League, a lot of people don't know that, know about that, but uh, I definitely want to talk a little bit about that. But I want, to, I want you to just talk about a little bit of you growing up, um, maybe some, some, some times that you went through made you the man that you are and how you even got to a school in the Ivy League called Columbia University. Because that's not, or, you know, for the average person, they're like, oh, I can't go to the Ivy League. And they right. come from a minority background, but it's possible. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I can, I can speak on that perfectly. Um, the first time I even really heard about the Ivy League, like I heard of Harvard and Princeton, you know, the, and Yale, the, the you know, the big three, as they call it, are always talked about in movies and, you know, on TV and stuff like that. But as far as just the Ivy League as a whole, I really didn't even hear about it seriously or even think about it until high school. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just going back to the beginning, you know, I, I owe everything to my mother. You know, I'm a... Uh, I'm an only child, and, and I grew up where it was just me and my mom. Um, mm-hmm. But she's such a hustler that it, it was ingrained in me from, from the jump. You know, um, you know, my mom graduated from Hampton um, early, you know. Okay. Um, she had me uh, – she was pregnant with me her senior year. She was taking finals pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we moved from, you know, Virginia before I was one years old out to, to California – um, and, and kind of the story started from there, but, um, you know, I went public school, um, my whole grade school career. Um, and so, you know, especially coming from grade school, you're really not expecting, um, or even thinking really about Ivy league as much. I feel like it's not pushed as much in a public school system. That's more of like a private school thing. Those kids are kind of already conditioned to, to, to like even be looking at those schools. But, um, yeah, I mean, Growing up, you know, watching how hard my mom worked, that that kind of just set the tone for me, and 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 became kind of my motivation and why I wanted to succeed. Now, like I said, going to Columbia University is not something. Is that something that you uh, found out about, like through sports or like you just how did how did you going to Columbia come to existence? So I would say in about ninth grade. Um, I had a conversation with my head coach, Tom Salter, at the time at Culver City High School. And uh, he literally told me, like, you're not going Pac-10. Well, at, then, at that time, it was Pac-10, not Pac-12. But he said, you're not going Pac-10. You're, okay. you're going to an Ivy League school. You're too smart. And yeah. I, I just I just used to tell him, like, you're crazy. Like, all my friends are going to USC, you know, Cal. I wanted to go to Cal. Like, that was the only school I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to Berkeley, and that was it. And he used to just tell me all the time, like, you're going to an Ivy League school. Like, you're, you're made for this. And, and so I would say like around ninth, 10th grade is when I started to even think about it because he used to tell me every single day. Um, and I, and I first got interest from, I want to say Harvard and Princeton. And that's kind of what, what started to uh, pique my interest. And, uh, from there, I kind of, I guess, warmed up to the idea of even going to an Ivy league school. So you, you, you were entertaining the idea of education Compared to how you know, because you, you just mentioned that you know you, you owe it to your mom. You you had a single mom. Did your mom instill education in you compared to what you see on the average African American family or people you grow around with, where it was more oh you got to do sports or, or or music for you to be successful? So my favorite quote in life is life is about balance, and I think that's what my mom did the best as far as um, kind of having me do sports and school, mm-hmm. I think it was pushed equally. Okay, yeah. But it was, it was prefaced as, this is what you like, you know. The, sports is what you like, mm-hmm. so you have to treat that like business. But you have mm-hmm. to treat this, this school stuff on that exact same level. Mm-hmm. So there was no one above the other. There, there was, it was 1A and 1B. Mm-hmm. From from the very beginning, I went to an elementary school called El Marino Language School in Culver City that taught me Japanese for ninety percent of the day. Okay, 
So I, 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 I learned Japanese starting from kindergarten all the way through my third year of college. I, I didn't take it my senior year in college, but I took it every single year of, of school. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think starting me out in something like that, um, school became something that wasn't really a chore or a task for me. It was something that I actually enjoyed. And it was a challenge. Uh, and you know that that's really you know something amazing because that's that's something that I've talked about on our show several times. I've when since when I've met Travon, I've you know really elaborated on the fact that I am nowhere or nothing today, if not for education. You know, if not for getting disciplined on a subject and honing down and honing down. And for someone who's come from Nigeria or outside the country or an immigrant. I mean, you say you learn Japanese and you probably understand that their culture is all about education, education, you know? So it, it, it's, it's amazing. Also, it's, it's also encouraging to see a brother just saying, education can take you places. For Part sure. It, you know? For sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say, I, I, I mean, it's no question and, and uh, that 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 Columbia has opened doors for me that I probably would not have been able, you know, to do things that I probably would not have been able to do if I didn't go there or if I went to a different school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say that any other school is not uh, as good or anything like that as far as um, educationally, but Columbia, the name Columbia alone, um, you know, holds so much weight. Mm-hmm. The things that I've learned um, outside of the classroom, just, you know, being immersed in different cultures and, and, and around different people, you know, um, even thinking on a higher level, you know, um, I think Columbia offered me, a, a a lot of that. Now, I think it's important for our listeners to understand because we're, what we're about at the, on the Tire Hoodie Show is introducing them to, to new things. And then it might not be like the cliche of new things or, or whatnot, but if they listen to our our guest, there's something that that's a core of all of them. All of them have stepped out of their boundaries. And for you to be taking Japanese in the first grade, second grade, or whatnot, all the way to the uh, third year in college, and to be going to Ivy League schools is something that we need to open up for our cultures. You know, it's not just black. I'm talking about Asian, Samoan, Tongan, and um, uh, Latino, Hispanic. It's, it's important for us as parents and people like you, to, and that's why we, we appreciate you coming on, to share your stories, to be like, hey, you have to open up in order to gain access to success or doors of success. You can't get the doors of success if we're not we're only knocking on one door. You got to hit all, you got to knock on as many doors as we can. And I think that's what happens when you ventured out, went to school like Columbia, learned Japanese, which is like, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm 40, I'm 43. I was like, oh, that's unheard of. I've never even heard of a, a, a brother learning Japanese. Well, that, that's something by itself because generally yeah. the second language, which is Spanish, normally right. Spanish. What, what, why Japanese? Did you choose that or that, was that choice made for you? So my mom likes to say that she gave me the choice of Japanese and Spanish, but the truth is uh, because the, the school I went to, they taught either Japanese or Spanish. That was the, the path you took from, from kindergarten. So you, you picked one and you stuck with it all the way through fifth grade. So uh, my mom likes to say that she gave me the choice, but really um, she chose it for me. She pretty much said, you know, Spanish is um, an easier language to learn. It's closer to English, right? So I can learn Spanish later in life if I choose to. Japanese is a lot harder 
um, mm-hmm. to learn. And so letting me kind of get immersed into that early, um, I'd be able to, you know, open up the, the, the true brain power, you know, unlock the true brain power and be able to kind of uh, grasp it a lot better if I started really young. So, so we're going through the holidays right now. We're going through hard times, the pandemic and everything going on. Um, what advice will you give anybody who's listening or watching this show on how to, you know, people who have lost their jobs or they're just down on their knees? Mm-hmm. What, 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 what advice will you give them at this point? I think, you know, take this downtime, you know, this time where, you know, we're forced inside to, to, to keep learning. You know, um, I think I think the best thing I did during during this whole pandemic is kind of force myself to sit down and, and, and reevaluate everything. Do, do I know what I need to know? Um, what can I learn um, to better myself, to, to better, you know, um, approach what I do? Because, um, you know, I mean, I, I work in sports marketing. Sports went away, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, yeah. you know. I, I had to figure out a, a new path, a new way for, for, you know, what I do because there were no more, you know, um, in-person signings and, and, mm-hmm. and events, you know, to have players at and stuff like that. So you, you have to be able to change with the climate, you know? And so, um, do you get knocked down? Yes. You just got to get back up, but you gotta, you gotta make sure I would say take, taking the time to, you know, really, just educate yourself even more because you have that time would, would be the, the number one thing I would say. Uh, Markel, you are, uh, you are an athlete. So a lot of people as athletes, they just like athlete or bus, but you, mm-hmm. try, you use, not try, you use your education from working out and, and, and being around athletes to go into a field to where you can use it as an expertise because now you're not only learning about it, you know what you would want as an athlete. Can you talk a little bit about what you do and, you know, as far as what your company does and, and what got you to, to I don't want to, uh, you know, put words in your mouth, what made you get into uh, sports marketing? Yeah, sure. I mean, so, I mean, as far as, you know, athlete or bus, I mean, I was never the strongest dude on the team. I was never the fastest dude on the team. I, I, I was the most prepared, I would say, uh, most of the time. Okay. I, I made sure that um, I knew the playbook, you know what I'm saying, front to back, eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And, and I put myself in position to make plays, right, um, to where I didn't have to be faster than that dude. I didn't have to be stronger than that dude to make the play. And so I've never been fully focused on, you know, oh, I have to make it in the NFL or, or I'm done. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, transferring over into, you know, after sports, the way I got into it was, was simple. Um, a lot of my friends made it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I know how the business of football treats players and looks at players. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to offer them a service that would help them maximize I, I think we lost our guest for a second, huh? Connect. Yeah, that, yeah that, that was Markel Carter. Mm-hmm. Markel Carter, yeah. So we, we have a little connection. Uh, we have a little connection problem. But as, as, as people can see is what we, what we always talk about, the core of our guest mm-hmm. 
is they always are trying to educate themselves. They're always trying to learn more. They're always going beyond the call of duty when nobody's looking. When nobody's looking. When nobody's looking. Exactly. I mean, see, you know, I, I think one of the things that we keep saying over and over is you can't, you can only have excuses for so long. Yeah. You can only complain for so long. You know, if you keep complaining and you have excuses and you don't do what you're supposed to do, then, you know, success is not going to come your way. It de depends on how you define success, you know, in that case. You know, I, I love what he was saying. It's like, you know, first of all, he blew me off because, I mean, blew me away because I, I've never, I don't remember no. that I had a book that says Japanese. I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, talk I about Spanish. Yeah, so that was number one because that's a hard language to learn. You know, now that's one. And then another thing he said, which caught my attention was, I already knew that I'm not the fastest yeah. on the team. I'm not the, the best on the team, but I will outstudy everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, so that tells me one thing, you have to really find out what you're gonna be good at in an environment yeah. and hone down on it mm -hmm. and be really good at it. And that will start opening doors you as you go forward you you you, ha you have to like we we, we keep hitting the, the hammer on the nail we got to stop making excuses in the community mm -hmm. we, we, we got to stop not being non-accountable mm -hmm. like look at yourself in the mirror tell people tell yourself first of all what you want to be what you're going to accomplish from the day what you're going to accomplish from the week what you're going to try to get done the month what you're mm -hmm. going to try to get done a year and it all sounds uh just just it, it sounds like it, it can't be done but there's nothing like writing down your goals and looking, having them looking in your face. Because you can write down 10 things mm -hmm. and in a month you'll run across that note like, I haven't done none of this. Yeah, a, dr a dream is a you, dream you, unless yeah, you, you write it down. You right? feel bad to yourself. Yeah, a dream is a dream unless you write it down. When you write it down, it becomes a goal. It becomes a goal. I mean, so I, just going back to another thing that he said here, yeah, you know, it's like hey, he mentioned, and he, he, you know, give me one second. I think we have a guest coming back. Let me try and bring it back in here. Oh yeah, we're hey, it's the time hoodie show. We're ready for everything. Hey, welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. We're ready for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that guys. I don't know what happened. Yeah, we lost <laughs> I mean we lost you for a second, but I was just actually reiterating some of the things that you said that really just kind of touched me for a second. I mean, a lot of people have this excuse. Oh, I, I was raised in a house where my dad wasn't around, my mom was on drugs, you know, this excuse, that excuse, this everybody's got an excuse everybody has an excuse there's nobody without an excuse whether you are the president of the united states or you're in senate or your governor everybody has an excuse how do you rise from that excuse to achieve your goals i i, I mean i personally i mean i obviously i can't speak on you know um anything more than my own situation you know i i grew up with you know where like i said it was just me and my mother but my my mother provided more than enough, you know, um, to where you know I I didn't feel like there was there was a lack, you know, in in any sense. Mm -hmm. um, I also have to give credit to sports um, because I had that father figure in coaches. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I I think I think I think a lot of times though I can say people get caught up in in kind of like like kind of what you're talking about this woe is me. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they stop themselves from even believing mm -hmm. that they can do these kind of things. 
So mm-hmm. they, they, they harp on the negative because they don't even have the belief that the positive is even there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, the first step is just believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you have to take that accountability at the end of the day, whether you come from a, a well-off family or not, you know, it's on you. Mm-hmm even more so when you're not from a well-off family. But either way, you ha- it's on you to, to, to make things happen. You have to push the needle. So you, it's, it's, it's true belief in self that, that you have to start with. I kind of, hey, you hit everything perfectly right there. It all, we just talked about that while we, you know, while we got disconnected with you. It's accountability, it starts with you. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to go back and rewind a little bit because I think it's a lot of people out there who might be interested as far as college students and people like that. So I want to, you know, like it's a lot of athletes that go through, you know, we, we've met through some, some high profile athletes. That's, that's how I've got a chance to meet you. And a lot of athletes never reach those levels or they reach it for, and it's real quick. It's just, you know, like you, you were big for half a second and now you're not big anymore. So I want to go back to talking about, Hey, this is what you can do. You can get into sports marketing. You can get into the business aspect. Because I, hey, I was all ears when you were talking about you were uh, helping uh, athletes go through what, because you, you know what they go through. If you could, you know, kind of expand on that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, as, an, as a former athlete, um, you have a level of understanding that a lot of people in the sports industry don't have at all. A lot, most of the people in the sports industry, the business side of it, are fans of the game. They didn't actually play it. So they, they can't connect with other players on the same level. Um, and that's whether, you know, it's an agent, um, whether it's the person doing your marketing, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's people that work in sales that work, you know, for, for different uh, teams. Um, there's so many different jobs in sports that will keep you still involved in sports, if that's what you love or want to do, that making it is not the, the end all be all. Yes, it, yes, it, it probably makes the most amount of money, mm-hmm. um, but you can still be tied to the sport you love and, 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 and have a job in it easily. And I, and I think, I honestly think that's important for people to hear that because some people, they just think like, okay, this situation ended and it may not be sports. We're just talking sports as far as this scenario. They think this situation ended, whether it could be a job or maybe they got kicked out of their, their apartment or whatnot or even lost their home. Hey, there you have to have a plan in place, not a, a right. B or C because you don't think A is not going to work, but you just have to right. have a plan in place, you know what I'm saying, it, 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 just to protect yourself and know what, what is out there. You know, like as far as what you're saying, hey, like you – if, if you could have been an athlete, great. But if not, hey, I'm going to do sports marketing. I'm going to do this, do that. And I think that's important yeah. for people to hear. It's not the end of the world for anything that does happen that you want at that time. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have several friends that played on the highest level. I'm talking guys that played in the NFL or guys that played at top colleges, right? Um, two of my friends are agents. Um, one of them started a company, actually, uh, my friend Blake started a company. He went to Oregon, right, played, played at Oregon, um, became an agent, and then started a company where his company makes um, or gives a, a platform for you to be able to make contracts um, on, pretty much on the go. So it's an app you can, you can put all the information in, and, and you, 
you can you can have a contract ready to send over to somebody. And that's something that he got from being an agent, from being in the sports world, right? So it's like you can see how the sports can take you into your your next um, your next career, your next job, right? Um, uh, one of my friends played in the league, um, and now he does community relations for a team. Mm-hmm. So he gets to do what he loved, what he always wanted to do was be able to give back to his community. So he went back to his hometown and works for the hometown uh, NFL team and does community relations with them. So he puts on camps for kids, you know, has players come out to speak with, you know, different charity for charity events and stuff like that. So um, I definitely don't think it's the end all be all, like you're saying, and, and there's, there's tons of opportunity for you to still be involved. So, so your advice, I mean, somebody who's been through the process, who's here now is we know uh, sports is what got me here to America. I was on track and field. I never even thought in my wildest dream that I was going to come out here and be on a scholarship to go to college for free. Never even thought about it. And we were just, you know, it was, it was easier and quicker to run from point A to point B than to wait for a taxi. That was the reason why. You know? so it was just like run. You know, and yeah, yeah. So, that's the that's the realest thing I've heard on this show. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's real. <laughs> just, just run, you know. So, and some guys saw me running and said, "Hey, you should come run at the stadium." I mean, this is probably going to change you, you know, help you out. And before you know it, I'm I'm in the U.S. You know, on a track scholarship. So wow. we know that sports is an outlet for a lot of African Americans, right? Um, you know, one thing I want you to tell our audience is. Yes, go into that, but how can you now start from, from day one planning your outlet? Not let, not let that be your end or be all. And, and if the world yeah. shuts you down, like for me, in my freshman year in college, I had a muscle tear and I thought my life was over, you know? And, and I had to go from say, okay, well, this C's that I'm having in the class is not going to work. I need to upgrade and go back to A's because I thought I was going to go to the Olympics and become a world-class, you know, sprinter that ended in year one, I mean, semester one. So how can you, knowing all of this, advise our, our listeners, those who are in sports, have an outlet, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, use, use sports as an avenue, you know? Um, use sports as an avenue to something else. Make sure that you have a plan, like, like you said. Um, when I work with players, especially like r- the rookie guys, when they come in, I, the first thing I ask them is like, um, you know, I mean, congratulations on making it. What else do you want to do? Or what else do you like? You know, let's start to cultivate and develop that, you know, um, while you're playing. Let's you just let's utilize your your stardom. Let's 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 utilize this space you're in right now to help build towards what you want to do later. Because mm-hmm. as you said, I mean, it, it's you're one play away every every time you're one play away. Mm-hmm. So. The, the the best thing you can do is use where you're at right now to help prepare you for where you want to be at in, in your future. Um, you get it. You, that's what they get right here every week on the Tie Hoodie Show. You get that testimony, that personal growth. Uh, it leads you to a better place. But before we get out of here, Mr. Uh, Markell, go ahead and give them the information, whatever information you need to give them. If they want to contact you, just so they might be a fan of your story. Uh, they might be upcoming sports. Hey, you know, this, this, this is a city, the city of Angels. There's a lot of athletes out there that need that advice. Uh, go ahead and give the information you need to give them. Yeah, sure. I mean, my Instagram is uh, Culver City Carter. 
Um, so you can definitely, you know, send me a DM and we can, we can have a conversation about it for sure. Um, I, I think that's all really I, I, I got for you, but, okay. um, what I will say is I, I'll leave out on, on my other favorite quote, other than life is about balance is, um, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's the key. That's, that's my thing. That's the key. And hey, always be, be ready to be uncomfortable because it's a good things that happen. All my best days I've ever had, I, I got up and did something I didn't feel like doing. And I, we could talk about that on a whole nother show. But we definitely yeah. will have you back sometime in the future, man. I appreciate your time this morning for hanging out with us, the Tide Hoodie Show. We're here every uh, Sunday morning, 6.30 to 7 a.m. K-Day. If you missed parts of this show, I'm telling you, you, you must hear it. Or any of our past shows, it's TideHoodieShow.com. All sponsored by ICCLending.com where real estate and its business is done right. Mr. Markell, we appreciate your time and definitely it's a pleasure. Thank you, Thank you very much. And I'm going to be reaching out to you because I got a four-year-old and an eight-year-old that are crazy about football. <laughs> I try to talk them out of it, but they're like, not that. So they're, they're, they're going to get helmets for Christmas now, you know, so... <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll, 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 show, we'll show them the injury numbers. Maybe we'll be able to change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, bud. Thank you so much. All right, you guys have a good one. Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Uh, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie-In Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.